You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm really excited. Let's turn to our very first guest and topic of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Joshua Leung about his full hike of the Pacific Crest Trail, which spans all the way across from Mexico to Canada through California, Oregon and Washington. And we'll be hearing some of the lessons that he learned along the way. Welcome to the program, Joshua. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, thanks, Noreen, for having me today. I'm really excited. You know, when I first found out about your story, um, I think we were talking about it um, in the office. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just incredible for, <laughs> for, for our listeners, um, for, for us to imagine somebody having such dedication mm-hmm. uh, to walk all the way from from, from America, uh, from, yeah. from Canada to Mexico. So perhaps uh, let's start off with yourself. Can mm-hmm. you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, who are you? Why are you so interested? in hiking. Yeah, actually, my name is Joshua, and I'm 24 years old right now. And actually, I have three identities. Um, the first one is the full hiker identity. And the second one is um, I'm a freelance social worker and a freelance photographer as well. So um, for the question, um, why I like hiking or through hiking i think it should be going back to my secondary school stage um i have an extra extraordinary teacher um the name is ada Zhan, um who are the first hong kong woman to conquer the everest and she probably made the um fkt record like few weeks ago for the everest as well so she actually inspired me a lot when i was in secondary school I'm so glad you brought Ada Jung up because I didn't include that in the questions I wanted you, you to bring up. I mean, how did she encourage you? How did her own dreams sort mm. of make you realize your dreams? Yeah, and in my secondary school stage, um, actually, I didn't have much concept towards my own dream because, you know, as a young people in Hong Kong, um, we generally just um, portray but um just chasing our own um academic level studying and, and yeah, the studying that, all yes. the day and I never think about I can hike the Pacific Crest Trail as well. And until um my teacher Ada, she um always encouraged us to pursue our own dream and do what you want um when you are still alive and when you are still young. And so um, she listed out her own dream, like I climbed the Everest, and we all think um, she was just delusional. <laughs> yeah, so, but she made her own way to Everest like seven years, and even um, experienced a lot of setback and hardship on the on on his mon- uh, on her mountaineering. Yeah. yeah, so I inspiring. Uh, I I was inspired by her a lot. Yeah. Um, what did your friends and your family say when you decided to embark on this trip? Yeah, most of them also said, um, am I, it is a kind of crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. dream. Yeah, Why do they say that, though? <laughs> yeah, but, and dream you, big? Yeah, because I, I was born in Hong Kong and, yeah, made in Hong Kong. So, actually, I never... I've never been to America before the through hiking. Me neither. Still, yeah. Yes. And I have loving... I have loving to know about um, what is the PCT and what is through hiking about until I do um, some data research about the show and about um, what is through hiking. Yeah. And what did you learn sort of along the way? Actually, um, 
There was a lot of thing I can share that I learned from the trail, but um, most likely and the most um, important thing is that um, it is more blessed to give rather than to take from the others. Because um, on the Pacific Crest Trail, there are lots of kind-hearted folks, and we usually call them the trail angels mm -hmm. and the trail angels they are the people just um providing the accommodation providing the food to the through hiker because they want to help the hikers to finish the whole journey or all the way to canada canada but most of them they are the um post hiker they may hike the trail before and some of them are the laborers in that hiking community or living nearby the trail so they are really the kind-hearted folks on the trail and um their unconditional care and love um that's just a kind of love and care that i learned in my um social work yes. which yeah which we call that the unconditional positive we got so um that is my first time to really taste it yeah yourself yeah tell us about your experience because i read reports that you suffered from some mm -hmm. frostbite frostbites on yeah, your yeah, toes yeah. and i saw some pictures of it it looked <laughs> really dangerous tell us that story of how you discovered it in, in the first place because you don't have any feelings in yeah. your toes and it was a long story um I may start from climbing the Mount Whitney, and Mount Whitney actually um, where, is where the, is Mount Whitney. Mount Whitney is located in California, and that is the highest peak in the continental United States, which is um, excluding from the Hawaii and um, Alaska, and the the elevation is like four thousand four hundred meters, and I climbed that um, mountain, the Mount Whitney, with my friend. Kevin, and then after submitting the Mount Whitney, because um, there actually was a snow snowstorm coming in when we um, hiked hiked up to the uh, Mount Whitney, and then after um, after going back to our campsite, I realized that um, most of my feet um, they were turning a little bit purple and a little bit white, and I almost lost all the sensation of it and then but i i still didn't realize how serious is is it um after after all um there there was a norwegian couples called daniel and Eden, and they tried to um examine all my feet and they realized that um actually that was so bad and the frostbite situation is like the level three and level four is um, dark, it's all dark, and then you have to cut it. And you my have situation. You amputate at level four, and you were at level yeah, three. Yeah, and I was oh at level three at that moment with some blood blister, um, swollen, uh, swollen feet, and yeah, that was not good. And then um, after the ex examin examination with them and all the stuff, I have to call the helicopter. Um, I have to call the emergency unit to um, seek for the rescue. But you know that I just mentioned the snowstorm um, was coming in. So I waited for almost 30 hours after ah. I pressed the SOS button ah. Yeah, for my satellite phone. So yeah, it was horrible and it was 
a little bit dangerous as well. Of course. And then when you finally got the medical attention, um, how, how how were you treated? Because you actually didn't you didn't go to a real hospital. Yeah. You actually, I, I, I saw that you went to a sort of care home for, yeah. for the elderly. <laughs> how did that happen? And what sort of medical attention did you receive there? Yeah, because um, the Mount Whitney actually um, it is located like in a remote area, so I was airlifted to the remote hospital um, called um, Non Pine, um, which is in California. And then after entering the hospital, um, I was the only acute patient at that hospital. And I realized that it actually is not a real hospital, but a nursing home. Yeah, and the doctor even um, told me that actually we didn't have much to do with your feet because first of all um um your frostbite already um over um 24 hours which is the golden hour for um the treatment for the frostbite and then um he would like to refer me out to the um big city like california um like san francisco Mm -hmm. or los angeles for the further treatment but yeah because i didn't have much relatives or friends in United States, so I decided to go back to Hong Kong for the further treatment after staying in the hospital in Nong Pai for almost a week. So wow. the treatment for my uh, fit actually it was not much. <laughs> what was good? Because okay, mm-hmm. now now your feet is fine. Yeah, they are all uh, well, oh, and they are goodness. all recover. Yes, but what was going through your head at that time? Were, were you scared of losing your toes? Yeah, definitely. Um, because um, the first time um, the doctor, he told me that, um, Joshua, your hiking days are over. And then <gasps> I, my first thought um, was denial. You know, um, the defense mechanism. <laughs> you, you probably would deny, deny that. No, I would go back on the PCT again. But the truth, um, it was you have to take a break for a long time, like few months. And even you didn't know um, how your fit will recover because there actually was a lot of uncertainty for the frostbite. You have to wait and you have to see how it, how is it going. That's, oh my gosh, it's so scary yeah. just to think about it. So unfortunately, Joshua, as you mentioned, you had to come back to Hong mm-hmm. Kong for treatment and you know your feet were fine, you became fine again. Mm-hmm. So you went back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Now, I have to say to our listeners, now, this is real dedication Mm. and real perseverance. You know, you didn't complete it the first time, but you you went back again. But was it sort of during COVID that you went back? What was the timing of you going back to the Pacific Crest Trail? Yeah, the first time um, um, and the first fall, we we would like to um, go back to the Pacific Crest Trail um, at April. And April was our first planning, but we realized that the COVID is is exposing at that time, and the and the case number is raising day by day. So we decided to cancel our flight ticket at April at first because I quit my job like um, at March, and then after we we decided to do more data research and like the insurance issue, how they um, cover the COVID cases, or we asked a lot of local people on the trail or some hikers on the trail. And then we finally decided to 
give it a go again. Yeah, at May. So we started our journey like at the middle of May 2020. Yeah. Wow. And I think, I think, I mean, first of all, Asia, I mean, in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. we had uh, th- th- that sort of first wave. And yeah. then it sort of moved towards Europe mm-hmm. in the UK and France. And I think when you went back, I think uh, in, in in America, it was pretty bad then. Yeah. Were, you, were you worried about going back to America during COVID? Yeah, actually, we, we were worrying about the um, COVID a lot. But um, I know that... Um, because on the chill, that is totally different yes. from um, yeah, the big city. Yes. And um, let's have an example that um, the first few the first few days on the Pacific Crest Trail in 2020, we almost um, um, didn't see anyone. Yeah, we saw the first hiker at our third day. Really? So yeah, the the chill um, is not that crowded. And this year, actually, I think it's. It was a good year to hike because you don't need to compact the campsites with another few hikers, and then you can enjoy the um, mother nature yes. by yourself and your companion. Yeah, which is beautiful because you realize how big the world is and how small we are really as people. <laughs> um, who are these hikers then? So people you've come across the trail, mm-hmm. are they young people like yourself? Are they retired people? Who, who are some of the people that you've come across? Yeah, there are actually um, a lot of people. There is no specific or typically which kind of people will hike the trail because I saw like um, the young the young woman, like 80 years old, wow. or even 60, 70, because most of them told me that um, they have nothing to do after their retirement, yeah. or they they would like to do the Pacific Crest Trail for a long, long time, but because of the family burden, yeah. their job, their career, they couldn't live there their their um their own state status quo so they have to do this after a long time and some of they are the young people maybe the college student they are wait they were waiting for the university and the small um the youngest um hikers i saw this year is like um half years like six months six months yeah no and way. and and her fa- um and her father and her mother um brought her on the chill to hike like 500 miles in the desert so there are lots of um beautiful stories on the trail yeah um speaking of beautiful stories oh by the way we are live this afternoon uh on facebook as well so for our listeners who'd like to join us uh do hop on to facebook noreen mayor on rthk radio 3 we're chatting with joshua lung about his full hike of the pacific crest trail uh which spans across from mexico to canada now what were some of the lessons that you learned uh, along the way joshua i mean you not only went once but twice mm-hmm. to complete that trail what was going through your mind and what did you learn along the way about yourself and about life mm, um i think the greatest lesson i learned from the pacific coast trail is um hike your own hike and live your own life um that is um the motto i i have with my girlfriend because um on the pacific coast trail there are lots of people and most of them have their own fault so you don't need to argue with the others because it is your own journey this is your own life so you you can just hike your own hike and don't argue with the others because we even we have different paths on our own life but we are going 
to the same destination, Canada. So there is nothing to argue about. So um, this also become my own motto right now. And the second one, I think, is having faith in what you are doing. Because um, let's say in 2020, um, when I was going back to the PCT and most of my friends and family, they they were not supporting because you know that the COVID stuff, but yeah. I was having faith in the people on the chill, the people on the hiking community. They wouldn't change. Um, they are kind-hearted because of the COVID. And there, there were still a lot of good people on the chill. So you have to have faith in what you are doing. Yeah. Uh, along the way, d- mm. I mean, you, you received help from the, from, from the trail mm-hmm. angels. Did you see any other sort of things that people encountered? What were some of the difficulties that other people encountered that you saw along the way? Um, actually, the difficulties on the chill, I think... It would be the mental one yes. because we always um, call that um, PCT actually is a mental game instead of your physical one because um, physical ability you will train up on the chill gradually but for the mental one you have to have a good mental preparation to be alone to be coped with some adversity on the chill. So that is quite important for your mental preparation. Yeah, Joshua, you, you are a social worker by training and, and also a photographer. How did you train your own sort of mental resilience, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a very difficult journey? Yeah, um, yeah, actually, as a social worker, we always promoting um, the resilience in the secondary school or, or um, primary school. But um, for my own resilience, I think uh, most of them were trained up um, in the trail running or in the sport events because in most of the sport events, you may um, taste or you may feel some adversity or the tough situation. And then you may gradually to cope with those adversity um, in your um, like training or in my um, um, trail running like 100 kilometers in Hong Kong. So yeah, you may face a lot of difficulties and those difficulties may become um, your stepping stone in the following life. Yeah. What happens when you felt like, I mean, did you ever feel like giving up and how did you sort of talk yourself out of those scenarios? Yeah, um, actually, I had a scenario um, like I would like to give up um, on the chill, like in 2019, because um, the snow level or the snow condition was not that good. And it was uh, one of the highest snow level on PCT ever. And then I climbed up to the Mount Whitney, which is, um, um, yeah, which was my, my accident happened. And then I would like to give up on, on that submit. But I realized that I spent lots of effort on going up so i have i actually had no reason to give up the following way um and you probably have to have a self-talk have a self-talk to motivate yourself to keep going it seems that um it, it it is so cliche but um, that is true. You have to have a positive self-talk to yourself. 
Yeah, that's so inspiring, Joshua. Very, very inspiring. Um, I, I want to ask just a few more questions before I let you go. You know, what was the the practicalities of packing? You know, you have to pack mm-hmm. light because, you know, you're hiking. And yeah. stuff. How did you manage? You know, it, it sounded like there were snowstorms mm-hmm. and there were summer periods mm-hmm. as well. So how do you balance what to pack and, yeah, what to bring? And it's just the logistics of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. The logistic issue actually is quite difficult for the hikers, especially for the foreign hikers, because you have no idea what is happening in the um, post office in the state. And that is quite messy. And then you have to plan it um, before. And then like when before getting into the snow condition, we have to ship the ice aids, the micro spike stuff to the um, general store or the post office. um, Yeah, in in California. And then we have to change our own gears. Um, change our summer gears to the winter gears in in the Sierra session. So this kind of stuff, um, yeah, we could do some data research before, and then we learn from the others on the way. And how did you do your research? Were there forums and special groups on Facebook? Yeah, I generally um, watch some forum in United States because you know that um, um, hiking the PCT um, is not that popular in Hong Kong. So there there is not much um, Chinese version um, for the data research. I don't know. I think after you, it will inspire. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> exactly. And and finally, I, I want to ask, you know, how, how, I mean, how should we be encouraging young people to follow their dreams? Yeah, for this question, I think, um, like I said before, just hike your own hike and live your own life. You know that um, in our society, we are always um, being forced to follow the um, the mainstream, we call it the mainstream or the um, social norms. Mm. We have to get a degree level and then, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, having a, a good car, job. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, having your own own the house, house. Yeah, yes. or the flat. And that oh. is, it seems that um, it it is the only way we can go. But after hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, I realized that um, the true meaning of life is not like that. Um, the um, pure happiness is not coming from the materialistic goods. It's not from the money. It is all about your bonding with the others and the relationship with the others. So, yeah, I really encourage um, if some of you wanted to hike the trail, it is really worthwhile to have your um, journey. I, I would say that um, it is a kind of life journey instead of uh, hiking. Yeah, well said, well said, Joshua. What's the next big dream? Where are you planning your next trail or <laughs> your, your next sort of uh, summit? Yeah, actually, um, you know that um, there are a few um, non-distant hike in United States and PCT is one of them. And the following one um, could be the CDT, the Continental Divide Trail, um, which is uh, like 5,000 kilometers. Oh and that God. is much more remote in wow. in the middle of of the state, and there is an other the AT Appalachian Trail in the East Coast. So, yeah, there there probably are still a lot of trail waiting for me. But yeah, 
That's great. Joshua, you're so inspiring, and I've really enjoyed our conversation today, <laughs> as I'm sure our listeners did. Remind our listeners once again, have you got a, a website or also um, social media, IG, so that our listeners can enjoy the wonderful pictures that you've taken in your journey? Yeah, my Instagram account is um, Joshua1505. Yeah, and you probably can find me on Instagram or, yeah, just PM me. Excellent. Well, yeah. I look forward to uh, interviewing you again next time again for, for your next journey, and thank you so much yeah, for your Thank you so much, Noreen. Thank you.